Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. There's national outrage in this country, and you're aware of it, clearly, over the moving of Paul Bernardo from Millhaven Maximum Security Prison in Ontario to a medium security institution in Quebec where mainly sex offenders are incarcerated. It's, it's a very disturbing situation, and it's not one we haven't seen before. This was happening in the early 90s, and then public anger over the justice system required the government to make changes. The situation now is, and Scott Newark has told us this, is sliding back. We're going to be speaking with Tim Danson, the lawyer for the French and Mahaffey families, later this hour about the uh, Bernardo situation, but we're going to speak now with Don Edwards. And if you recognize Don's name, he's a former NHL star goaltender with the Buffalo Sabres, the Calgary Flames, Toronto Maple Leafs, and Team Canada. And he's writing a memoir with the working title, After the Game, Victim of Violence. Don Edwards' parents were brutally murdered by George Lovey in 1991 in Hamilton. I remember it very well. I got to know the Edwards family then, and we stayed in touch. Lovey was sentenced to 25 years in prison prior to parole eligibility. Well, in 2013, the parole board extended day parole to Lovey, and now Lovey's permitted four nights a week, that's the last report I had, four nights a week at his own apartment, and Don Edwards and his family fear that full parole is next for Lovey they fought relentlessly against being released. They, they fear Don Lovey, and he's threatened the Edwards family. And he's repeatedly, by the way, been assessed as a continuing threat to reoffend. But the parole board, I guess they know best. Don, how are you? I'm great, Roy. So great to hear from you after your health scare. I'm glad you're back on the air. Thank you. Thank you, Don. Uh, I I, I intentionally stayed away from describing what Lovey did and when he did it on that day. Um, those of us in, were in Hamilton at the time and, and got to know you and, and your family remember well. How much, how, how would you describe that day and what George Lovey brought to the Edwards family, the disaster he delivered to your family? Well, it just wasn't that day, Roy. It was the days leading up to that day. As you know, um, my sister Michelle was raped and sexually assaulted um, about a month before that occurrence. And he was let out by the justice of the peace on the condition he stay away from Michelle and the Edwards family. That never happened. Uh, he violated that condition. And, uh, and then all of a sudden on that dreadful day, um, you know, I get a phone call uh, at about five to eight in the morning from my brother-in-law, Terry Smith, uh, notifying me that my mother and father had murdered. So let's fast forward to today. We'll, we'll move around a, a bit here, Don, if you're okay with that. What is Lovey's status now? What do you see? Is it, is it still the, the, the four nights in his own apartment that the parole board has decided he has somehow earned? Well, the parole board is now granting him conditions that he's able to go and visit certain regions. He just recently received permission to um, go to uh, Brantford which was an area that we um, highly attested, as you know, 
you know, people from the Hamilton area. Um, I played my minor hockey, met our family, grew, you know, raised family in the Caledonia area. Um, my wife is from Caledonia. And uh, as you know, Brantford is virtually, you know, 10 minute drive away. Um, just recently, he received permission to go to Ottawa. So he's receiving more and more permission to um, venture away from Sudbury, where he's been, you know, received April. And uh, they slowly begin to drop the curtain and unsuspecting to us, um, they're granting him more and more leeway, which is a great concern to us. He's asked to go to Hamilton. He's asked to go to Grimsby, which is, you know, right next door to us. Um, my sisters, um, he is a threat to us. There's no doubt about it. This all started in 2011, his first parole board hearing. Another time in which, um, as you know, in the trial is a murder trial that he refused to take the stand after being, um, uh, you know, um, cross-examined by Alexander Paparelli, yes. the yeah. um, assistant crown attorney in Hamilton. And uh, he was only interviewed by her for about 30, 35 minutes. We broke for lunch. He refused to take the stand. We came back from lunch. This set Canadian history. And then we go to our first parole board, board hearing in, um, uh, two, in uh, 2011 in Gravenhurst. And uh, once again, we read our victim impact statements. We got done that and he refused to come back into the parole board hearing. So um, it's quite, um, we've documented it quite uh, literally um, many, many times that he manipulated the parole board of Canada he manipulated Corrections Canada on his uh, rehabilitation. And uh, we really believe that the manipulation of the Corrections Canada and the Parole Board of Canada continues. He, he has also continued to threaten your family, yes? Uh, to some degree, um, just by the areas he wants to come and go to visit. Um, you know, the Parole Board of Canada is very vague on the reasons why he wants to go to those regions. But uh, at the same time, it's in our backyard, and to us, it's a threat. Don, when you uh, when you and your family attend uh, the parole board hearings, and you you uh, have your victim's impact statement, which you have to present to the parole board prior to reading it um, at the hearing, and the parole board has told you that they they were too long, and some of what you had written these are your victim's impact statements, victim's impact statements from your wife Tannis and from other members of your family, Jesse and Terry and, and others, um, the, too long and uh, you have to take certain things out because, well, because they, they're considered to be too challenging. How, how does that make you feel? Does that make you feel like like you're just along for the ride? Here, here are the, the victims of Lovey, and he's getting all these considerations from the parole board. He gets every consideration, Roy. The sad thing about this all is that, you know, we – bleed our hearts in writing the statements to begin with. Mm -hmm. And it, it's very difficult. Many of us struggle from post-traumatic stress disorder from the uh, incident of March 21st, uh, 1991. Yeah. And before that with my sister, especially. Um, so when we write these things, they're very tough, but we write them from our heart. Uh, they're not something passive. Uh, they're very uh, uh, straight on. And many times the parole board of Canada have come back to us and said, you have to modify them. They strike things that we can't read. 
Uh, but at the same time as we do that, the fight not only is with Lovey, the fight is also with the Pro Board of Canada because it's a uh, very liberal uh, Pro Board. And for the most part, it's like they want to move any uh, serious or convicted felon of, of danger to society back into society and at the society's um, fear and uh, concern. So we, in many ways, we've, as you know, we've been fighting for many, many years. The fight doesn't go away. I'm sure at some point, um, you know, we'll have to be at another parole board hearing to be able to do one last time because it seems like the parole board is really moving this along to give him 100% freedom. Don, I, I have in front of me correspondence that was sent to your family by the parole board, August 20th, 2019, email that was sent to you, two pages long, telling you what was wrong with your victim's impact statement. Two pages. It, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's outrageous. And, and uh, it's absolutely outrageous. It's your victim's impact statement. And here's the Parole Board of Canada delivering a two-page letter to you telling you what's wrong with your victim's impact statement. You can't say this. You can't say that. It's too long. Well, thank you, by the way, for your revised shorter version. And we can add in brackets, if you hadn't done that, we would have done it for you. It's, 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 um, it, it's like we, they put handcuffs and uh, muzzles on us uh, to uh, quiet ourselves. The problem is with that, Roy, it's real simple, is that uh, um, they want to just go away. They seem to want to move uh, serious offenders along in the uh, system. And uh, the bottom line is real simple, is that uh, the, 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 um, the scales have, uh, are in balance now. We uh, have lost many rights. We don't have the freedom of speech that we should. Um, for the parole board to be telling us what we should be saying is totally wrong. You must imagine, and when I say this, is that, you know, there's tremendous anger in our family as well, as with any uh, family that has been a victim of violence. I mean, the struggles we've gone through, the devastation in our lives that we've had to overcome, the battles we've had in overcoming um, issues with our medical, with our personal medical history, um, both physical and mental, and yet they seem to want to uh, restrain us from uh, speaking openly about that. And uh, it really becomes a situ situation that our um, words of our victim impact statements fall on deaf ears. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the story that was done, there was a story written, uh, Sean Fine wrote a great piece uh, about, about you, Don, earlier in the year in the Globe and Mail. And, and in it, you, uh, you talked about, you were so proud to wear the Team Canada sweater, but after what's been going on with Lovey and the parole board and how you, you and your family have been treated, it, it sours that, that good feeling. Yes? Does, does, is that how you feel? Absolutely, Roy. You got to understand, too, that with Team Canada, you know, uh, I was picked to play for Team Canada, and then when I got to the cutdown, I was released, one of the last re releases, and then when Billy Smith got hurt, I was called back. I went back and I played the semifinal game against Russians. And when they played the national anthem in the Montreal Forum, um, standing in front of the creases, I always did. I had tears coming down because I was so proud to represent Canada, but most importantly, for the all the sacrifices my mother and father and my family, my family had given to me to allow me to do that. But... Uh, 
you know, that quickly changed in 1991 when we began to, you know, truthfully learn the real justice in Canada. Um, it impacted our family far beyond anyone could ever imagine. And uh, it really left a bitter taste in my mouth. So the justice system, as you know better than most, will argue that uh, release programs for violent individuals are required. I've heard that a thousand times and more, including murderers like Lovey. And I have great concern that Bernardo, by being moved from Millhaven to this medium security prison in Quebec, where it's difficult to get information because, well, it's just hard to get information out of Quebec. Uh, I just worry that that's a step-down program for, for Bernardo. But they'll argue that the release programs for violent individuals including murderers, including Lovey, are carefully supervised, and it's all done incrementally. I'm sure they've made that argument to you. Um, I would say that's bullshit, Roy. And the bottom line is real simple, is that when uh, Lovey was given some day passes to visit some areas, whether it be family or whatever else may be, um, that was supposed to be, be wearing ankle uh, bracelets to know where he was. But we quickly found out, as my sister Jessie did, because she's been on top of this, is that the police department in Brantford did not have a, a division. In fact, because of their non-funding or lack of funding, they were not able to track anybody uh, in the town of Brantford anymore. And that very much is the same thing in the town of Hamilton, now the city of Hamilton. Um, you know, they've lost a lot of their funding um, through government uh, cutbacks. So, yeah, they might be wearing anchor bracelets, but the police forces in particular cities that have lost the funding or had to cut funding, uh, really do not know where they are. Don, is there a, is there a date? Do you have an idea of a date for the publication of your book? Um, I'm trying to work, you know, Roy, it's very tough for me. I've, you know, I've got about 60% of it done now. Um, it's very hard for me because I write and then I have to take a break yeah. uh, because my post-traumatic stress disorder takes over a little bit. Of I have course, to, you know, yeah. I start, you know, it bothers me for a day or two and I have to step back to really grab myself. You know, I've struggled with it since 91 um, uh, and I was di diagnosed with it shortly thereafter, uh, the murders. Um, the bottom line is real simple. Is it, it's not an easy book to write, but I plan to pursue it and finish it. I plan hopefully in the next year that it will be done. It's graphic. It's, it's to the point. It's from my heart. There's no hiding facts. Um, it's hardcore um, situations that we experienced, uh, what we went through. Um, you know, it's just something that, you know, when you look at the French family, the Mahaffey family, whatever, which my sister has sat on their boards, and as you did as well, um, victim of violence for, this, uh, for the most part, all share the same values, uh, the same care, um, concerns. Um, they also, um, bolster and try and support each other in the best ways they can because they, you know, the devastation each family experiences, everybody is a little different, but it's many ways the same. And the, the bottom line is real simple is that uh, the pain has never gone away from us. It never will. Um, we lost, uh, you know, I lost two great parents. My grand, my children lost two great grandparents or, or grandparents and, uh, you know, just two wonderful people in the community that just dedicated their heart to helping others. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.